morning. Good morning, everybody. It's, La- it's Latasha Martin. Good morning, Adeline. Good morning, Janine, if I already said that. My name is Latasha Martin. And if this is your first time watching us on a live stream in the morning, welcome to the morning message where I share practical application of the gospel. If you want to let tag, share, like, that would be awesome. I'd appreciate that. What I want to do today is run, jump right into our topic. It's called, It's the Rhythm That Gets You There. So I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we will jump right into our message. We'll be coming out of the book of Matthew today. Dear Lord, we love you so much. God, I praise you, and I give you the highest praise this morning. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for providing me, again, additional insight to share with the people who are hearing this message today to serve as an encouragement of the importance of spending time with you, God. Lord God, we thank you so much for just being so available to us. No matter where we are, no matter how busy we get for you, you always have time for us to hear our prayers and to respond to them accordingly as you see fit for our lives, because we know that you had a plan for us before we were even formed in our mother's wombs. Dear God, today I pray that you guide my mouth, guide my thoughts, guide my my whole sharing today, because I want to stay lock and sync with you so that you are glorified most in this experience. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. So let me tell y'all something. I am so excited. (laughs) Do you remember that commercial that said, We've done more by 7 a.m. or 6 a.m., whatever that is. Yes, like today, I know I'm not. Well, actually, I don't look too bad on camera, but I don't look like what I've been through. So we already walked our four miles this morning. Uh, my sister-in-law and I and my son, he walks three miles, then he takes off or walks two miles, and then he takes off and runs. So that's a new experience. And it's so lock and step with our message for today because in preparation for knowing that I needed to go out earlier, I had to go to bed earlier today to jump in and then wake up even earlier so that I could prepare our message for today. And so today's topic is called, It is the Rhythm That Gets You There. And what I love about God and what he does through our lives is as long as we have air in our lungs and we have the capacity to do, and no matter what physical state you're in, you always have the capacity to do something. What God is showing me is, is that we never make it to the destination, that what he does is he provides the roadmap for a cycle or for a rhythm, but it's a constant flow. Like you just, as soon as you get to one place, you go to the next flow. And so the reason I believe God wanted to have me share this passage today, which was again, kind of lock and step with what we're talking about and what I experienced this morning is we're coming out of a familiar passage. It's Matthew 7, 7 through 8 in the NIV translation. And this is what it says. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And so when you read that on a surface level, you're like, okay, ask, seek, and knock. But what I think sometimes happen, and give me a number one if this has ever been you, is you get into this rhythm of I ask, seek, and knock, but then when I get the results, I like shift. Or if I don't get the results, this is the more important one, I don't go back and ask different questions. I just say, maybe it wasn't meant to be. And I don't really want to bother God with my problems because I know there's bigger problems in the world. And, and so then we retreat or we try to do it on our own. So if that's you, like if you've ever had that experience where you're like, okay, I think God called me to do X, Y, Z. And, and 
And so I asked God for direction and, and I did this in prayer and I did this and stuff, but then good morning, Shannon, but then things don't come together. So I'm like, I just was like, okay, the timing's not good. Give me a number one. If you've ever had that experience. Well, I know that I have, and I know that I have done that in the past where I'll ask God something. And I'm like, I don't want to keep asking him that. But when I was studying this passage today, what God was reminding me of is that the, the idea of ask, seek, and knock is not a one-time experience. It's really referencing prayer, that we ask him, we seek him, we knock, we do all these things in the posture of prayer. And what happens is, is that as God gets you to one place, then that question and those asking and those seeking and those knocking bring up another set of ask, seek, and knock. So it's a rhythm, ask, seek, knock, ask, seek, knock, ask, seek, knock. And we keep going through this rhythm versus I asked them for that. So if he didn't deliver, maybe not. And what I want to challenge you today is when you ask, seek and knock and you don't get the result, because again, some results are not immediate. Some results take time. But if you're getting no results, I want you to be reminded of that is the whole concept of he is a lamp to my foot and a light to my path, meaning that I ask, seek, knock and I step. I ask, seek, knock, and I step because that one step of obedience then brings, sheds new light so that we can take another step or that we can see things differently. And so one of the differences about me walking in the morning, especially that early in the morning versus walking when the sunlight is out, it goes into this parable or that whole concept of like when you're, when you say that there's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, like I walk with a light so that I can see. Because the things I can see with my natural eye, you can't see when you're in the dark. You can only see the parameter. Good morning, Mercedes. You can only see the parameter of however far the light goes. Even if you're walking in the evening, even if you're not walking for exercise, if you're outside at night, try this today, like this evening or tonight, just go outside with like a flashlight. If you don't have a flashlight, take your phone and shine that light and see how far you can see. And so what God was showing me is, is that then as we become more familiar with him and we get into this rhythm of asking, seeking and knocking, we don't feel like we're a nuisance to God. God loves when we go to him and we ask him and we diligently seek him. He loves that. He loves that. And so, again, when we go into these questions, know that we're petitioning and we're posturing ourselves in, in the perspective of prayer. But then this is another key piece, the motivation of our heart associated with this rhythm as we go. Because when we don't know what to pray for, we know that the Holy Spirit can't intercede if we can get to a quiet place and we can hear from God. And we can talk to God and we can commune to God and we can hear from him. And we're asking and we're asking, we should be asking from the position of God, I know you created me for a purpose, for your plan, for my life. Let all that I do glorify you. So help me to ask the right questions when maybe the question I ask is not producing something. So I'll give you another example. So yesterday I went to the doctor just to get a physical, annual physical at the lady doctor. And she took my blood pressure. And she was like, your blood pressure is a little high. No, she didn't say it was high. I asked her what it was. And then when she told me what it is, I said, well, what's the normal range? And I said, well, that's awfully high because I walk between 16 to 20 miles a week. She was like, what? I was like, yes. So the heart healthy and what God showed me in the context of that when it comes to this rhythm 
is I needed to ask myself and have some real conversations with myself about what are some other things because I've been working on the physical and the walking exercise. But if I was real honest, have I been asking, seeking, and knocking when it comes to the food that I take and put in my mouth? Like this girl Mercedes with these pies every day <laughs> that I won't even, I just pass, I just pass by her Facebook post. I'm like, because I know moderation is hard for me. And I was, I don't know if I've shared here, but like this month represents one year that I haven't had candy. And so I met with my one friend at a candy, he owns a candy company and I bought some candy and it's been sitting in my back seat for about a week. And I said, I can't even take one piece because if I take one piece, it could take me on a bad path. I always tell people I got bad. I, I have, uh, what is that called? Like, I, I don't have, like, I have an addictive personality to the things that I like. So I share this with you as you're thinking about your lives right now. If there's someone here watching today and you're saying that I've gone to God once on something and I don't want to bother him, I don't want you to acknowledge that. But I do want you to have a little talk with Jesus. And I want you to ask him and seek him and to knock and to look for these opportunities like petition and prayer. Because when I was studying this word again, this Matthew 7, 7, one of the commentaries said this, and it was so good. It says, in view of this asking, seeking and knocking, they're all metaphors for the act of prayer. It says in the original language, the term ask, seek and knock were intended to mean continually asking versus a one time ask. So we ask and we keep asking. Then when you seek, you keep seeking. And when you knock and you find, you keep knocking. So we don't just get to one place. If anyone watched um, the career chat yesterday with, uh, with Dr. Bina on there, one of the things I loved is she said, you know, when I'm figuring out stuff and I'm figuring out puzzles, I figure out one thing because it leads me to another thing. And that's how I believe our faith can get exploded is that we don't think that we're a nuisance. I mean, if you have little kids around who keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, what's going to happen? Eventually, you're going to give them an, ax an answer or you're going to take action, whether that's go sit down in a corner or you're going to take action to help them. The difference with God is he is sitting there waiting, sitting there waiting for us to ask and seek and knock and do it with the confidence saying, God, I know you have a purpose for my life. I, I wrote the Habakkuk 2.2. I wrote the vision. I made it plain. And what I was even sharing when I was teaching a class earlier this week is I said, we don't believe big enough. Like we have these limiting beliefs. I think that's what life happens. Life, what happens when life starts to happen to us is that we shrink our dreams because we think I'm too old for this or it's that season has passed. And what I love is that, no, it has not. It might look different, but there are people who have started things. Like there's a whole series of actors and actresses that did not start their careers till they were older than I am right now and very successful. I think Samuel Jackson is one of them. There's probably a few other that you may know of that literally started their careers later. Colonel Sanders from KFC, he started KFC as like a senior. He was not young. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in the hype that we have to be a certain age to dream big. And I want to encourage you to not, to keep asking and seeking and knocking like childlike faith, believing God for bigger than our circumstances and situations. Anybody want to believe bigger today? Go ahead and say believe, just believe bigger, whichever word you want to write in the comment that you want to believe bigger today. Having the confidence that I have a sovereign God 
who has a plan for me and he wants to do greater things in me. Jesus said, we will do greater things. And think about all the miracles that Jesus performed in three years. If we'll do greater than that and we start believing small, then how do we give capacity for what God wants to do with us? Believe bigger, y'all. Believe bigger. I see you who's saying, I believe, believing. We got to believe bigger. Childlike faith, if we don't know how to pray, use the word of God. If you don't know where to go in the book, Google God's promises. And then whatever those promises say, that is how you pray. If he says in his word, you need faith of a mustard seed, say, God, all I got for you today is faith of a mustard seed, but I'm believing bigger for my circumstances and my situation today because I know I serve a God who's bigger than any situation that I'm facing right now. You know what I realized even going out walking early this morning is this is what I realized. You know, the hardest part about walking at five something in the morning is getting out the bed, putting your clothes on and walking out the door. That is the hardest part. And for some of our faith, that's the thing. We need to get out the bed, put our clothes on, put our sneakers on, and walk out the door. Maybe we need to do a physical ask, seek, and knock. We ask God for something. We say, God, I'm seeking you. And then go outside of a door and knock on that door. And on the other side of the door, post the things that you're believing him for. Play games with yourself. Let You know, I have been in such a good space, and it's not like any situations or things in certain areas of my life that probably should have me upset are even bothering me because I'm believing bigger than what I'm doing right now. And I also understand that the season I'm in is the season of transition and I'm not misunderstanding it to be something that is not. In Ecclesiastes, it talks about there's a time for everything. And sometimes we get so hung up on the timing, we then mess ourselves up because we forget what part we're at. And right now I'm in transition. But you know why I'm able to believe bigger? Because I got clarity on the morning message, practical application to apply the gospel. You know, I got clear in my business because it is to provide engaging online experiences. You know why I got bigger in my ministry? Because I know that I help people walk through this process of getting naked with God. And when you are clear about his purpose for your life, I was talking to Shannon earlier and she was sharing with me, I finally got my rhythm. And even that, I'm like, but I'm going to challenge you to believe bigger. Don't stop asking. Don't stop knocking. Don't stop seeking. And this is the last point. If you're not getting the results, then ask God to show you the motivation of your heart. Because some of us are in such circumstances, we can't believe bigger because we've become complacent and have accepted our lot in life. You see how I'm doing air quotes because it ain't real. Our lot in life. We believe that we can't and we've become like, okay, I'm going to compromise and just accept this because maybe God just doesn't want. Even Joyce Myers did not start her ministry as big as she is until she was in her 40s. Do y'all hear that? And you would have thought she's been around forever. It feels that way, but she has not. So be encouraged. Go. If you are older, if you're at a season where you're thinking you're too old, you need to start Googling and checking people who started later so they can be your inspiration. And it's not that we idolize them, but sometimes we need a visual representation of where we believe we are because we might be looking at the wrong role model. Oh, that's a good one right there. We're looking at the wrong role model. My giggle point to me is this whole tick of the top talk. I'm like loving TikTok now. I'm going to do another one. 
because I'm laughing because I'm like, there is a lot of good Christian content on TikTok. Never knew, wasn't looking for it. I was looking at the wrong role models on a social media to say, wow, that's something that I think could help my mission. We're looking at the wrong thing. We're asking and seeking and knocking down the wrong street. And we're not in connection with the Holy Spirit enough for it to reroute us, to get us back on path for what we're to do. Remember, I'm not telling you to idolize, but I am telling you that there's nothing new under the sun. We just need to ask, seek, knock, and believe and take those steps of faith. That's where God has me today. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do. Last word I want you to write in the comments, if you're ready to agree with me and move forward, is just say step. Now, step could be, you need to tell some people, y'all need to step and move out my way because I'm stepping forward. Or some of us physically after this message need to say, God, I'm believing you for bigger. I'm going to ask and seek and knock according to your purpose in my life. So you are glorified. And I'm going to physically take, if I was in a church somewhere or somewhere live, I would say, I'm going to take a step of obedience. I'm going to take a step of obedience. I know that you are a lamp to my foot and a light to my path. So I won't fall or falter because I know what's right ahead of me and I'm going to step. And I'm going to trust that you're going to help me when I take another step because that's the God that we serve today. Lord, we thank you today for reminding us that asking, seeking, and knocking is not a one-time experience with you, that you never get tired of us petitioning in prayer and constantly asking and constantly seeking and constantly knocking, not for bigger or greater, but more of what it is that you want us to do, that we can be the light on the hill that cannot be put out because we are glorifying you so much and we're in such connection with you that there's something about us that attracts who it is that we're to serve to us so that they can be connected to you, God. And so I pray that people realize that their obedience is bigger than them, that their obedience, other people, lives are being impacted by their obedience or their disobedience. And so if they can't do it for themselves, God, today, I pray that they do it because there is a responsibility in their walk as Christians, as disciples of the gospel to be obedient, and to serve so that more are healed, more are saved, and more are drawn to you, God. I pray that this encourages somebody to spend some time with you today. I thank you for all these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, everybody. I'll see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye.